Irish Media Network. We entertain. Good evening, folks, and welcome to Irish Media Network Sports Update. I'm your host, Joe Caulfield, and tonight we have an absolutely fantastic show for you. We're going to be talking all about football and no better time because, as you well know, the Bundesliga started back at the weekend. It was the first league to start back with competitive play. The Scottish Premier League was brought to a halt yesterday and was all wrapped up. And the English Premier League, as of today, have started stage one of Project Restart, where they're going to gradually phase in getting back to competitive play. So we've loads, loads, loads to talk about and loads coming up in the show. I'm really excited because I have an excellent guest to help me do so. Just before that, if you would like to get involved and chat to myself and my guest, please hit the live comments with any questions and comments you have, and we'll ask them throughout the course of the show. So without further ado, my first guest on today's show is the host of Talk Sport Radio's The Sports Bar, Eurosport Snooker, MUTV's Match Day Live, and according to his Twitter profile, has the best hair in show business, Andy Goldstein. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Uh, I think you put that picture up just to antagonise me, to remind me of what my hair looked like before lockdown. Look at it. I can only apologise. I mean, I just, I'm wearing Alice bands and then my kids' ones just to control it. It's frightening. Andy, do you know how much I'm savouring this time right now? As a bald man, getting abused for yeah. the better part of a decade. This is my time in the sun. I'm loving yeah. it, man. Well, listen, I mean, it still looks great. It just looks badly great if that makes yeah. sense you know it's now seven and a half out of ten rather than a ten look at it it's it's difficult knock it you got some serious growth there i saw I, like i thought i've been monitoring your twitter feed and i thought troy Deeney's tweet today might have rattled you a little bit the fact that yes. mid july so, yeah. could be the, the staging point to get a haircut next yeah that that was um that was the one thing that made me go july haircut rather than just <sighs> should we be going back to football now um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Loads of people are saying I should save it off. I shaved it off once years ago when I lost a bet about Liverpool finishing top four. I said they wouldn't. They did. They finished second. So I had to have my head shaved the number two. And I, my head is massive. My nose is massive. So I need I need like a big helmet to soften the blow. So getting yeah. rid of that would just be no good for me. Do you know something? You probably come from a long line of good hair growth. I came from a long line of baldies. My face is just genetically adapted to it. Yeah, but now, but you look fine because that's just your look. But if all of a sudden yeah. I then took the shears to mine, have you ever had hair, even when you were like two? Yeah, for a good 20 years there, I was rocking a bit of hair growth. <laughs> I don't know you thought about that. You went, when I was two, yeah. did I have hair? No, yeah, I yeah, no, yeah. yeah I, I rocked it for a little while. If you, um, if you didn't shave it, would, would, would there be any patches or is it just gone now? Oh, full fryer tuck, pal. Like, so around here, oh, all out wow. and nothing on top. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at yours now. I'm thinking mine's not that bad. Cheers, Matt. Do you want to chat about football for a while, no? Listen, <laughs> I'll chat hell all night if you want. But yes, let's, let's um, move on to football. Aside, I think that's why. As, aside from that, um, how are we coping with uh, lockdown in London? Like, what's it like? So in Ireland, it's um, restrictions are being loosened a little bit at the moment. What's it like over there? Um, personally I, i'm dealing with it okay so i'm very lucky i've got a garden and i think that makes a huge difference certainly when the weather's like it has been mm-hmm. down south today um mm-hmm. i'm very lucky as well this allows me to you know do talk sports still um yeah, Sunday exactly. Thursday, so that's not changed um my wife we've got an agreement my wife i've got two little girls so my wife does the homeschooling and i right. don't and that kind of works at the moment um I'm all right. You know, I'm binging on Netflix. I, I love my own company. I like my own space. 
mm-hmm. I, I love playing with the kids as well. So I'm absolutely fine. But I know loads of people are struggling with it, which is understandable as well. But um, with regards to what's it like, you know, with social awareness and so on, mm-hmm. I, I do feel I take, I've got a little dog and I take him out every morning for a walk. And recently, maybe the last week, I, I have felt as though people are more relaxed in other people's surroundings and the two metre rule isn't as um isn't as strong as it has been over the yeah. last maybe 10 days I, I took my daughter out we went to the end of the road today and we got some some food for this evening and mm-hmm. uh i was quite surprised at how many people were out and how many people were out that obviously weren't related with each other and they were like walking next to each other so yeah so i think it, it, everyone's sort of calming down a little bit at the moment i don't know if that's right or wrong but that, that's what the impression i'm getting it certainly seems to be the trend um generally across the board um you touched on something there that i wanted to chat to you a little bit about in terms of netflix series i saw you're watching the last dance at the moment are you y- yes i um I've so for those eight, who don't know that's the it's the documentary about the chicago bulls 97 98 and, um, yeah, michael jordan yeah oh it's incredible isn't it it's great it's great um we were really lucky that we got the director of the last dance on my talk show and one of the, my problem, well, my only problem with it, I said, I've got to wait every week for another two episodes. And he mm-hmm. said, the reason for that is because they haven't finished editing. It's as simple as that. Oh, really? So when everyone went into lockdown. They were still in the edit suites. But um, I haven't watched the last two because it's been Nor sunny. I. And I thought, I'm, I'm just going to save it until it's raining. I think it rains mm-hmm. Thursday. And I, I think it's, I love sports docs. I've seen yeah. hundreds of them. And it's without doubt one of the best I've seen. It's unbelievable. The particular thing that struck, stood out for me was just what an insatiable drive uh, he had and he was so competitive and it, it leads to a good question to tip us into football a little bit if you were to compare him to a footballer in the premier league area era rather um who would you kind of who would you see similar traits in wow well i think i think it was really interesting that um there was one episode where his teammates were discussing if he was a bully or not and my my thinking is you can't be the greatest at any sport unless you literally drag everyone around you up to your level and they're all at the end of their careers look back at all their medals and perhaps half of them they might not have got had jordan not you know acted the way he did and there there are some players that remind me of that attitude from mm-hmm. say roy Keane. you know what roy a wonderful Keane. captain he was yeah. for manchester united but but with regards to level of play you know jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. Roy Keane mm-hmm. wasn't the greatest footballer of all. So I think I think he's got a mixture of, you know, a bit of Roy Keane about him, that that kind of player. Yeah. He's obviously got more skill than anyone. So he's got a bit of Messi and Ronaldo. He's got a bit of, you know, defensive duty. He's just a complete package. I think mm-hmm. I wasn't a big basketball fan before I started watching. I knew nothing about it, nothing whatsoever. But from what I've seen over the eight um, episodes so far, I, I, I think I'm in no doubt as to whether or not he's in the top three greatest sportsmen that have ever walked the planet. I mean, he's just exceptional how great yeah. he was. Yeah, and I think actually you kind of, you might have given some insight into why in that, yes, I would say I'd really relate to his Roy Keane traits as a leader, as a captor, as a driver of the team, but far, far more skillful. And that's what kind of puts you into the stratosphere of all-time great athletes that you have mm. those, that, that combination of an insane talent and intense drive and willingness to be a bit of a dick and drive everyone around you on. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think you've got to have that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found, I found it really fascinating that one of the big stories from the media, not from him, was, you know, his gambling debts. Yeah. And I, I, you know, what's it got to do with the media? But B, if he's earning a gazillion pound, 
you know, a million pounds to him is like me and you having a tenner. Yeah, horse, exactly. You know? Yeah. So and, and they make such a big, us. yeah, and they make such a big thing about it. In, and it's it's just that's what we do with successful sports people. Mm -hmm. You know, they're up on a pedestal. We put them on the pedestal, and then we knock them back down. It, it's quite sad, actually, isn't it? We should just celebrate just how great he is. And if he wants to, if he wants to go into a casino and take a million pounds out of his pocket, it's going to be a big pocket, and stick it all red or black, and it comes in black, and he's put it on red. Who cares? This is money. He's earned it. You know. Yeah, it does. It is a very kind of. There's a very cynical side to the documentary, particularly when his dad died, and they tried to relate that to some yeah. maybe debt that he had previously. Like it was, it was yeah. disgusting, really. Um, yeah. Moving on slightly, because I do need to chat to you about football a little bit. Okay. Um, so the Scottish Premier League finished up yesterday. Um, so the 12 clubs in the top flight met last week, and they said that it just wasn't feasible for them to play out the league. Um, so on the average points per match accumulated to this point, they played out the fixtures. Obviously. Celtic came out champions, and then there was a lot of ramifications, particularly for Hearts at the bottom. What did you make of the whole outcomes of them having to wrap it up? Um, I felt more sorry for Hearts than I did Rangers, and, and no disrespect to Rangers, but mm -hmm. they'll still be playing Premiership football next season. I mean, Hearts, Hearts missed out, I think, by four points. Um, how, how can you relegate a team with so many games left and they're four points from safety? I really felt for them. I, I didn't necessarily think that was the right decision. With regards to Celtic and Rangers, um, again, if, if that was, I think the gap's 13 points, but Rangers had a game in hand, so it would have been 10. And they would have played each other, I think, at least once. So then it could have been seven. Who knows what's going to happen when you get close to that finishing line? You know, nerves might have kicked in. I think if you ask, I'll ask you the question, Joe. If that was down here in the Premier League and the gap between Man City and, and Liverpool, or Liverpool, Man City, was 10 points with games played level and nine left, would they award it to Liverpool? I don't think they would, would they? They couldn't do that. No, I don't think they would. It's something that I want to talk to you about, about the Premier League and the outstanding fixtures. Um, why then did they do it in Scotland? Why did 12 teams unanimously say that they couldn't play out the season? I don't know. And also, I don't know the answer to that. And also, I don't know why there's a rush to make a decision now. You know, why, why, don't, why don't you wait till June? And if mm -hmm. we haven't moved on with what's going on in the world, then make a call. You know, what? what's the benefit? Okay, we'll give Celtic the title. We've got rid of Hearts. Okay, now what are you going to do till the new season starts? Just wait, sit back, watch what's going on in the world, watch how other countries are dealing mm -hmm. with football returning or not, and then make a call mid June or even the end of June. You know, I, I thought it was very bizarre. I don't, I don't see the benefit. We talked about this on my show last night, and I said, oh, if yeah, anyone, this, yeah, if anyone can phone up and tell me what it is, and no one could, you know, I don't get it. I just don't get why the sudden, the urgent need to cancel it all. Yeah, and like it seems that so obviously the Bundesliga have, have are back playing Premier League are on stage one of three. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, it's a provisional date of the twelfth of June. It might be later than that, but surely there's time, as you say, to decide. Like the earliest you would have to go back is the end of August. What's the rush to call it now? What What's the benefit of calling it now? I don't know. I really don't have the answer to it. Joe. I wish I, I wish someone could phone me up and tell me. I just. It's just more, it's, it's heartache earlier than it needs to be. And what happens if in a month's time, you know, something amazing happens and everyone starts going back to playing football apart from Scotland that have decided it's all over? Yeah. Particularly when you say as like there were, there's eight games left and hearts are four points off safety. Like, I, I, I pardon the pun, but it is heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It is. You know? It's a good pun as well. I don't mind football puns like that. Um, 
yeah, it's um, <laughs> it is it is heartbreaking, and um, yeah. I feel for the fans, you know, because it's hard enough up in Scotland with the lack of money compared to anywhere, but especially in the Premier League. So mm-hmm. to drop out of the Premiership in Scotland financially, that I mean, that can ruin a club, can't it? And someone's yeah. made that decision. Yeah, now I, I don't know if you saw, but um, Anne Budge has been granted the the right to make a proposal for a temporary extension. Um, sorry, expansion of the top flight in Scotland. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, what from the from say that again? Sorry, um, Anne Budge of Hearts has been granted the right to make right. a proposal for uh, possibly an extension. Sorry, an expansion of the top flight for next season to possibly allow Hearts to play in the top flight. So they get relegated and play in it? I don't know whether they just allow 13 teams playing it for 2021. So they won't get relegated? Possibly. I mean, no one knows what's going on. Yeah, it's very difficult. I mean, I'm constantly picking up the newspaper and the Premier League people are having meetings about meetings. Mm -hmm. I I don't get how you can make any decisions yet until we know what's happening in the world. I think it's very, very strange. In terms of the Premier League coming back on the 12th of June, do you see that happening? No, not in a minute. I think it's been pushed back now at least a week. Um, I don't see it happening for a number of reasons. Um, if they're, they're training now, they've just come into training. Um, you need at least four. From, from my understanding, having talked to pros and ex-pros, mm-hmm. you need at least four or five weeks of, of pre-season under your belt. Not just training, but pre-season. We saw in the Bundesliga that a few players who, who didn't have a lot of training under their belt, either pull up injured during the game or even a few got injured in the warm-up. Um, I know they're allowing you to use a maximum of five subs now out in Germany. I don't know if that's the answer, but, you know, we saw Troy Deeney's comments today, you know, and he made yeah. a, he made a, the one you alluded to at the top of the, yeah. top of the yeah, show, yeah. you know, about he can't have a haircut, but, you know, he can go, he can go up for a, a corner with 19 players around him. I just don't see the logic. And someone, some people go, yeah, but his hairdresser's not having, you know, two tests a week. He's not, but it, it still doesn't. It's still, it's, it's still barking. I mean, talking yeah. about my hair, I can't get my hairdresser to come round, but I think I'm right in saying I could sit on a bus. He could sit behind me and cut my hair. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, it when is you put very those strange. terms, and and like I I know that there's a big there's a big step up as well between phase one and phase two. So phase one is non-contact, only four players to a group, seventy yeah. minutes. Um, per session, they're going to yeah. have bi-weekly COVID tests. They're going to have non-notice inspectors showing up, testing people, and then phase yeah, two is full contact football. Yeah, it's a big jump, isn't it? It's a big jump. It's just I, difficult I, to know I, what's going to change in the world between phase one and phase two. That will I don't know. I don't. I don't. Sure, know. I, th- I think. I think the, the the reason obviously is for them to be. They're so desperate to get it on. Is if mm-hmm. they don't get it on. They've got to pay back three quarters of a billion pounds, and and any sport or any industry where you set to lose that much money, you're obviously going to work yourselves off to try and stop that from happening. But at what cost? You know, players' lives are in danger, and it's not just players' lives. There are some players that live with their mum and dad. There are some players that live with either their mum and dad, or you, you know, or their their wife's mum and dad. Their grandparents might be staying, and the kids go, and so on. I just. It, I just think it's, it's. I just can't see how it's going to work. In, so in Germany, in the Bundesliga, the the week leading up to the first fixture of games, everyone was sort of self isolating in a hotel. Yeah. Right? So that they had five or six days where they all went into this like self incubation period, and no one was near them. The family weren't near them. 
Then they got the Bundesliga under underway, and now what's happened is they've all been allowed back to their homes. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think the weekend's results of how successful it was will be relevant for at least two or three weeks when these players start going home, mixing with their wives, mixing with their kids, mixing with their parents or their wife parents or whatever. Then we'll see you know, if it was the right decision to put football on. Everyone's getting very excited that the Bundesliga's back, football's back, we've got to follow suit. The league's got to you know, follow suit, Italian football and so on. But I think it's far too early to to start, you know, jumping for joy and getting excited about football coming back because we don't know yet. We really don't know yet. I mean, you had was it six players today in the Premier League tested positive? As well? I didn't actually see the results. So they were out. Was it six? Yeah, yeah. So they've taken them out of the clubs and they're all self incubating for fourteen mm-hmm. days now. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, and even like Roy Hudson, you know, he's seventy two. I think he's the Palace manager. Yeah. Is he allowed in the dugout? How's that work in the dressing room? Does he? Does he talk to his players from behind the sheet of glass? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's all, you know, it's it's everyone's so desperate to get it back on. I'm not sure it's the right decision. And as you say, like, so you could be tested on Sunday. You could prove negative for for not having it. And then you could go to the supermarket and get it. Or you could sit on a bus and get it. Like, it's it's, yeah. it's so um, uncertain as to how you could pick it up or how you could pass it on. There, there seems to have to be an awful lot of an unknown element to whether it'll be safe or not. Yeah. In terms of, so you kind of mentioned a little bit that they don't need to make a decision on, on the SPL right now. How far back into the summer do you think they could delay it with nine games left to play more or less in the Premier League? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to work cramming them all in. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about um, a big weekend of football where you you know, like when you used to play, when you were at school, you used to play double headers Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. I can't see a festival of football happening. And they're talking about neutral grounds. I'm not I'm not so sure that's fair for clubs that are desperate to play their remaining games at home. If they're fighting for survival, I'm not sure that's so fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I, don't, I mean, you've got to get to a stage where you think we've just got to wrap it up now because um, it could interfere with next season. And then, of course... If next season overruns, you've got the Euros at the end of next season. And then yeah. if that overruns, then you've got the start of the next season. Then you've got the World Cup supposedly around Christmas time the following year. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's my, it's my view hangover. is, is if, if you can, if you get to a stage where it's too late, then stop this season. Not yet. We don't need to make that call yet. But stop the season. Um, don't relegate anyone. Crown Liverpool champions. And oh, then I was going to ask you that. Would you just uh, declare it void and not give it no, to well, Liverpool as the United fan? But I, I would, I would, but that's never going to happen. No, but it would give me. It would give me. Top, it's not going to happen. No, it would give me great pleasure. Uh, and I'm being honest, as Liverpool fans would, if it was happening to United, of course. If, if by their title we just had an asterisk and it said champions and an asterisk and went, but you didn't win it, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Give it to them, but spoil it forever. Yeah, yeah. We did a on my show. We did a, a wind up on on uh, April Fool's Day. So my show goes across the night, so it finishes at one a.m. So yeah, well, at midnight it was April Fool's Day, and um, we did a prank saying we had um, embargoed news, and one of the uh, Daily Mirror journalists was coming on to break it for us. So we set the whole thing up, and the news was that Liverpool were going to be given um, the title but they were going to be given a trophy half the size of the real one, and it would be half a title. So it would read 18.5. And um, 
Oh my god! I mean, I never tell me I wrote Liverpool fans. Oh, everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone. It's a disgrace, disgusting. Yeah. Um, I, listen, they deserve it. They're the best team by miles this season. Mm. So it would be wrong to scrap it. You know, but give it to them. But a little asterisk, please. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. Just, just so because then you don't even need to talk loudly when a Liverpool fan says, "Yeah, we've won. We won the title." You can just, just murmur. Just go. No, you didn't. You don't even need to say it loudly. Just a. Or just give one, of, yeah. But did you? Yeah, yeah. One of those. Or, or when they comments. say we won it, just go giving it. You didn't win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> giving it. You didn't, oh, you didn't win Andy, it. You are a breath of fresh air to United fan. Hating <laughs> the season, I have to say. Um, you're on Talksport tonight. Um, ten to the one. Am I right? I am. I am. Thank you for the plug. Yes, yeah, Sunday to Thursday, ten pm to one am. Excellent. I'll be tuning in tonight as I did last oh, night. Very kind. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was absolutely fantastic. My pleasure. My pleasure. Be good my and pleasure. look after that hair, my friend. It is getting out of hand. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take it easy. Uh, that's our show for you this week, folks. Thank you so, so much to Andy for joining me. Um, please join us again next week. As always, look after yourself. Take care. Be safe out there. And we'll see you next week. Irish Media Network. We entertain.